Hey everybody. <laughs> We're gonna get into November real chill with Tina. Oh, I was like, what is happening? Oh, but if yeah. it's Tina, then, then let it keep on happening. We're gonna we're recording this under a Sorrento moon. Yes, this is, this is uh, living in the past. Um, that was Sorrento, that was Sorrento Moon by Tina Arena, um, a song that I came on in the playlist while I was in the shower today, and I know every single lyric to it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I Did you say... also find? I mean, we'll get to it later. But Chains is not the uh, hit that I thought it was. No, nah, Chains is good, but I think I think uh, Sorrento Moon <laughs> might yeah. tip it, and apparently is imprinted in my brain somehow. Um, Why not? We're, we're a podcast that goes through the 90s. We're in our 94 season. We're nearly at the end of our 94 season. Um, as, as you can tell, we're getting nice loosey-goosey. <laughs> um, uh, so we're going to be talking about stuff that happened in November 94. Um, a month that had way more good movies than I thought it might have. Um, and, yeah, I guess. And a couple of uh, decent music releases too. A couple of like, you know, legendary all-time music music releases you might say uh but before we get into all that jazz let's talk about living in the now so if this is your first uh time with us hello uh hello. <laughs> uh we I'm ben by the way how's it going oh yeah i didn't, I didn't introduce you i don't care oh, you know, um, it's fine yeah it's fine we, we talk about stuff that's we're just sort of watching now stuff that's happening now i'm gonna like i just i've just started this morning as of this morning i started watching ted lasso um i'm late Ooh. to the party it is very funny it is very i find him very wholesome um yes and yeah like i, I I'm, I'm i've just done one episode but oh man i'm i'm, I'm on I'm, I'm is there a good amount of sports in it for you too it is like it, it, it's sort of like I'm wondering who it's aimed at because I'm like, this would be a, I thought this would be a hard sell for American audiences, but apparently it's doing quite well there. Um, and also having like just the background knowledge of English football is even better just to sort of have that in the background. Like you sort of recognize things and, and teams and lots of stuff too. So yeah. But is it based in America or based in Have you ever seen that? England. No, I oh, okay. haven't I been th- invited to the party yet. So. I think I think you would like this. Yeah, it's about um he uh, is invited to be the coach um of a soccer a fictional soccer team in England in the Premier League um because he he was a coach of a like a second tier um not college foot maybe college football um, American football team and they they basically turned around their season and, and they won. So he gets selected by the um, owner of this of this soccer team to come and coach. He's never heard of anything to do with soccer. He doesn't know anything about soccer. He thinks that there's four quarters. Um, it's it's and like and then you find out why. I won't spoil it for you, but you find out later in the episode why she chose him. And um, oh. yeah, there's a little bit of intrigue there, but it's very very funny. Um, Is it because they think that Olivia Wilde did him dirty and he deserves a second chance? <laughs> well. I've got a soft spot for the Sadiq. <laughs> for the Sadiq. So. Same. Uh, so, yeah, definitely if you've... I mean, I mean, we're probably the only two people that haven't started getting into it. But like, I would have I thought that you'd have been all over it. But, yeah. Um, I wanted to be. Um, like, I love Jason Sudeikis so much. And everything about it was right up my alley. But because it was on Apple, uh, it took us a long time to work Apple out. Mm. And then just other things came up. And then when Leeds United hired an American manager and people were calling him that, 
And I didn't know if it put me off or maybe want to watch it more. No, no, do but it. I you still would... haven't got to it. This is this is you. This is a very you show. I think you'd love it. But apart from that, I like yeah, this this week's been pretty heavy with the watching stuff for the podcast. Um I should say before the end of the season that I'm um all throughout this this last couple of months I've been watching a lot of uh Somebody Feed Phil, which is on Netflix, which I find is amazing. If you don't know about something Somebody Feed Phil, it is the uh, the creator and executive producer of Everyone Loves Raymond. Uh he is a goofy man uh who goes and goes all around the world and and finds food and and eats it and then is just makes weird faces and it's somewhat alluring and it's just very very cozy <laughs> i immediately had a picture of ben majera's dad no he's being he's overfed the opposite. food no he's the opposite he's like the skinny skinny goofy dude um it's just like i don't know like like when you when you sort of look in like i follow him on on Instagram and stuff like that. Like, it's a bit of a phenomenon around the world. Like, a lot of people like him, and it's just like, and a lot of people can't put the finger on why they like it. I think it's just because he's he's very genuine. He's like a little kid, um, and he has these faces that he pulls, <laughs> and it's just amazing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you ever want to, like, if you like food shows and you just want to have, have a bit of a cozy, uh, somebody feeds Phil on Netflix. You do like a food show. I do like a food show. Yeah. I can't um, really say too much about what's been happening in my now because I, we went and saw Nope. So uh, you do not tell me anything about Nope. I can't really say anything. Is it okay? Well, do you like it? Yes. Okay. Cool. I'm. Um, I need because like if you. Uh, I mean, that's, Ameri- that's a pretty obvious answer though. You you know. Well, the, the, our American listeners like we actually we for some reason Australia got it a month after you guys. So I kept seeing heaps of social media stuff about it and. Thought it was out, and it was not out. It came out just last week on August 11th, and I'm like, what the fuck? So, yeah, I'm going to have to brave my my fears and go to a cinema, because I, I don't think I can wait for digital release on that one. No, and Laura was stressed about things being spoiled, and she thought she saw th- something that spoiled it, but then I don't think it did spoil it. Okay, I've actually not watched a lot. I've, I watched the first trailer when it like, when it hit like early this year, and I haven't watched anything since because I, I don't want to be. I want to get. I want to be fresh. Yeah. Um. And I will say that like Jordan Peele does a good trailer. He he does it like, and he says even said like he wants to do it like, um, trailers used to be where it's not showing you the entire fucking movie. It's just like it's it's giving you like a little taste. He does them well. I miss going to see a movie. Actually, I think it's. It's going to happen this month, really. Um, we have no idea what it's about or what's about to happen. What movie? We'll get to that soon. Oh, okay. Um, and <laughs> okay. Uh, so we should stop talking about stuff that's not the nineties, and let's go back into the nineties. Uh, yeah. Let's do the events. All right. So we've got a few events this time. Uh, last couple of um, months have been a bit, bit, bit bit bare um ronald reagan announced that he has alzheimer's surprising no one um (laughs) wxyc uh radio in north carolina carolina became the first radio station to air um a internet broadcast so you could you could stream it um i'm sure really smoothly without any glitches whatsoever (laughs) um oh yeah of course yeah yeah i'm a real player yeah and i'm sure like you couldn't do it in your car because I don't think there's like anything like that, any satellite radio or anything like that. 
Um, uh, one of our North Carolina listener is listening and went, oh, that's where I'm from. Yeah. Well, we have we have a couple. North Carolina oh, we seems to be... Well, no, we have, we have a few. Like, well, I don't know. We have multiple downloads from the area <laughs> from, my, yeah. from my stats. I'm like, so I don't know. And hey, any home state, which is the home state to uh, the Mountain Goats, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're a family down there. Um, yes. I should not look. I'm not going to gloss. I, I shouldn't gloss over the fact that Ronald Reagan has uh, Alzheimer's or, or, or find that very funny. But he was also a horrible man and did horrible things. And he seemed confused a lot. So I don't think an Alzheimer's um, diagnosis was like totally out of the ordinary. Maybe probably could have come about a decade earlier. Um, but yeah, it's not funny. I didn't. I shouldn't have laughed at it. But I was I somehow. <laughs> Giggling at the idea of him announcing it himself, I feel would be wrong. Yeah, I feel get, like someone would make that announcement for you. He'd get Mummy to do it. His wife, <laughs> you know, he called Nancy Mummy. <laughs> mummy, did he? Yeah, Mummy, can you uh, tell him my? Can you tell him my head's not well? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and that's that's the gross I thing think about. They um, know, dear. I think they know. <laughs> There's that famous thing where she's feeding him lines um, when he's a president. Um, he was saying something, and then. He forgets. He just stops, and then she's behind him, and she's like, she feeds him the line, and then he just repeats it. He's like, "Oh yeah, thanks, thanks, mummy." <laughs> I thought he said limes, no like lime fruit. No, yeah, maybe two. He's like, oh, "I like the citrus, mummy." <laughs> um, and Gross. fucking Pence does it too. Pence calls his wife mother, and <laughs> oh man, it's just no, maybe it's just a Republican thing. <laughs> Republicans got control of the Senate and, and Congress. So basically, this is the start of nothing getting done um, oh. because uh, Clinton, is Clinton, a Democrat, is, is president, but like he is basically surrounded by Republicans and he can't get anything through. Like um, A nasty little man called Newt, Newt Gingrich uh, was the cause of all that. Um, and he, yeah, Newt. Newt. Uh, and um, a plucky young... A uh, Texan became governor by the name of George W. Bush. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> um, probably didn't realize at the time because he was like just like sky high on cocaine. But uh, he came allegedly. back down. Is allegedly. Allegedly. Or is that fact? Mm, let's go allegedly. Mm. Let's keep our, keep our faces. Nose covered. is clean. Yeah. <laughs> Not like him. Uh, Sydney <laughs> opened our, our, our own um, Sydney... Our own Sydney. Sydney in, in New South Wales opened a third runway, which is insane when you think about how many runways like most places have around the world. But in 1994, they're like, we've got three runways now. And being yeah. Australia, it wasn't met with, you know, oh, cool, we can have more people coming in, more commerce. We can, like, you know, um, not have to wait so long for the plane. It was like, it's making too much noise. <laughs> you, you just picture the castle. <laughs> Pretty much, and I think that's where it, maybe that's where it stemmed from. But like, it's just like everyone was just complaining about the noise, and it's like, oh my god, like you get we, used to it. We are the Guys, letters. Okay, you get used to it. We are the letters to the editor of the world. <laughs> just like, um, no, it's just Sydney. Jeffrey Dahmer was beaten to death in prison. That was pretty good. Um, uh, look, I shouldn't delight in the death of anyone, but fuck, man, like. He, and it just makes me think that like, you know, if you got convicted all that and went to prison, wouldn't you then like go, well, maybe it's my personality that's like getting into situations. Maybe I should change. I was going to get beaten up. No, nah, Jeffrey's just going to be Jeffrey. 
And uh, isn't it was... weird that bad people go to a place full of other bad people, and some of those bad people don't like that bad person? <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think this one in particular, like, like, because he was only put in um two years ago. I don't think he was he had been in there very long, um, until this happened. Um, I don't know the I I believe it happened in the laundry room, but um, yeah, just got uh, oh, he got that... severely beaten. <laughs> One thing I wanted to uh, touch on, it's actually a bit of a callback to an episode we had with our dear friend Bob. Do you remember when we were talking about uh, raves in the English countryside? I sure do. So, you remember how I said that um, because of those raves and the noise complaints about those raves, they started to put legislation through that would ban certain types of rave music? Yes. Well, this came through in 1994 in November. Uh, the Criminal Justice and Public Order Act, it's that, it's that repetitive beats thing. So, like, you can't have... Um, yeah. Of a certain... is a certain number of, 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 um, of, of beats uh, at a certain decibel in a public place. Um, it is absolutely insane. And it's just... Uh, there's, there was widespread um, protests about it. It was just ridiculous. Ridiculous, but I'm sure that if there isn't, there should be a documentary somewhere on how this would have affected music in Britain, because people adapt to this straight away. This is maybe this is why E17 went all like sweet and poppy. <laughs> Who knows? We're, like, we're not going to get. There's no more House of Fun. Um, yeah, there's probably some coked up maniac in his parents. Uh, I guess some houses had a basement in the UK. Trying to find a way around to still have like intense beats, but be law-abiding. Um, there's a few other sort of main um, points here too. So I'm just going to go through some of them. So uh, there was a, there used to be a right to silence. It, like so, if you're if you're arrested by the cops, you have the right to silence. Um, now it's saying that like you, the police can make inferences from that silence, which is insane oh. when you think about it. So they're like, if you go, if you get picked up and they reckon that you're, you've murdered someone, but you're not saying anything, they can then go, well, the fact that you're not saying anything, <laughs> you know, because, because you're not talking to us, we're going to infer that you know more about it and you're going to be, and we're going to hold you longer and, and, and you know, we're going to, yeah, huh. it is ridiculous. Um, they gave the police uh, more rights to take uh, um, what they call intimate body samples. Uh, uh. Increased police powers of unsupervised stop and search. Also, um, the right to protest. So basically, um, uh, a lot of these, like certain, if if you're a, pro- a protester that did a lot of stuff where you blocked off roads and all that stuff, you you would have to now make sure that you're within the bounds of these new laws. Which is a problem that's still ongoing now as well. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Our right to protest is constantly being fucked around. Uh, music that includes sounds wholly or predominantly characterized by the emission of a succession of repetitive beats. <laughs> so, that's ridiculous. Uh, repealed the duty imposed on council to provide sites for gypsy and traveler use. So, if you're a gypsy in, in uh, Britain, uh, off you fuck, apparently. Uh, now another one. Um, the the censorship and obscenity laws got a bit tighter as well, which is no surprise for England. Um, <laughs> it's just like the the most repressed repressed country in the in the world in the world. 
Um, but yeah, those those were some of the the main things. And like, there was in 1998, there was a bit of a repeal, but I don't believe a lot of it got overturned. I think it just maybe got tweaked a little bit. But this is this is pretty like, I mean, this is just something that they sort of just try to sort of sweep sweep through. But a lot of people are like, no, 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 like this is ridiculous. But yeah, it and it's it's still in power today for most for the most part, and it's just insane um, that they in the interest of public safety. They're like, oh, this this stuff's fine. It's like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> is it is it public safety or is it the upper classes? Uh, yeah, well being yeah. and and protection of property and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. so Christ. yeah, um, that's the <laughs> let me just that's the news. <laughs> that's the events. And we're back yeah, to normal yeah. now. It's back to normal. Putting um a, a dampener on before you put um go to sports. Thanks. Uh, here's sports. I don't even really have like great sports to bring this back either. Mm. It's just frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. But I have a very personally brain baffling record here. Mm-hmm. Tony Rominger, uh, the Swiss cyclist. Ooh. Say that really quickly. Swiss cyclist. Swiss cyclist. Swiss cyclist. Swiss. <laughs> Unique, New York. Um, he... Unique New York. <laughs> he broke his own record for distance traveled in 60 minutes. Okay. So he did this on like in one of those aerodrome type indoor tracks. Yeah, yeah. He went fifty five point two kilometers in one hour on a bicycle. Nice. It's madness. Um, the record stood for two years. Did he break um, it again? No, some other guy broke it. But I, or, or no, did, my legs. Who knows? You'll have to wait. <laughs> no, my legs are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he did a test run. Like he just did half an hour. Mm. And he's like, "Yeah, this is fine. I'll like. I already know I'm going to beat my record. This is a piece of cake." Okay, those Which, arrogant Swiss. Yeah, um, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sorry to our Swiss listeners if we have any. I don't think we do. And for any Euro or American listeners, that's thirty-four miles. Yeah, but so it's... maybe get with the program and it's and go to the metric system. Yeah, maybe just cut out the bit where I say how far it is. <laughs> People have to look it up themselves. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was, I mean, I don't know if that was big news at the time, but here it is. Oh, in the cycling world. Yeah, probably. But then it's like, it's controlled conditions. I mean, I don't know if that, put him out in the road with some You know what? Leroy, Leroy right now is just like beaming the past guest of this, uh. Ah, Leroy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He'd be like, oh, finally they get to fucking cycling. Dicks. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that I got I don't think he would ever say that He's such a nice guy <laughs> Maybe just when he's listening to podcasts He gets real nasty <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine Actually, there probably is heaps of cycling podcasts What am I talking about? I'm it's sure podcast about everything Yeah There's probably a podcast just about Tony Rominger Yeah I hope I'm saying that right Sorry, Rom, right. rom time <laughs> Rom time Um. So this one I've added in just for the name. Okay, awesome. It was called Choke at the Doke. <laughs> at Florida State's Doke Campbell Stadium. Yeah. The Florida Gators and the Florida State Semin- Seminoles? Seminoles? Se- Sentinels? Seminoles. Seminoles. Okay. Seminoles. <laughs> Seminoles. <laughs> That's what we'll call them. Um, this is so funny to read. 
I'm just going to read it as it says it. Florida okay. squandered a 28-point fourth quarter lead and allowed Florida to tie the score <laughs> at 31 in the final minutes. Florida then became confused that Florida was playing itself. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, 28-point lead. the Doke sounds like something from Ace Ventura, like, laces out, like... The Pretty much. Kick, kick scene around the world or whatever, yeah. Or one of Mulder's girlfriend's other films. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Check out Do You Think I'm Speaking. Uh, <laughs> Our other podcast about X-Files. <laughs> so, college football at this time did not have overtime. Oh, okay. So, there was a lot of very upset uh, Florida Gators fans. Florida Gators uh, choked, by the way. And the- right. Seminoles, <laughs> Seminoles. Uh, scored 28 points in the last quarter to tie it up. So, yeah, good <laughs> nice. times. Look it up. Uh, <laughs> this is somewhat sporting news, but not entirely. Okay. The Chicago Bulls retired number 23. I saw that, yeah. Uh, and they did it in their new arena. So he's done Jordan's now. Like, he's like, he's not coming back? Or he does come back? <laughs> You'll have to you have to come back and find out. Because he's playing baseball at the moment, isn't he? Like in nineteen ninety four. Well, not right. Yes, but not right now. He's he's gone to retire his jersey. Okay, cool. And everyone's like, "Oh, do you maybe want to come back?" And he's like, "No." And he <laughs> apparently he like points at where the old arena was. He's like, "Jordan's memories there. Jordan's jersey's up here. Jordan go play baseball now." Does Jordan talk about himself in the first person? <laughs> I don't think that's it. Exactly what was said, but you know, along those lines. Jordan mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he. Was, I think he was getting a bit frustrated. People wanted him to come back because he's only thirty-one or thirty-two. And he's only been gone for like six months. It's like they're like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's like, he said, hopefully with the jersey hanging up there, it'll put things to rest. Um, which it didn't. Um, I. I didn't know what you were going to cover, but like, um, I saw that our our good friend Daryl Strawberry was in was in some dire straits at the at the around this time. Uh, I did like his name came up, but uh, I think he I was in bad tax- going back to the, the Strawberry Well. <laughs> I think he was um, is I think it was tax fraud this time, <laughs> so he's not Daryl's not having like you can't even make the joke about Daryl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he literally did have a tear going down his cheek. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Daryl. All right. Sorry, uh, Daryl. Uh, but no, sorry. The quote is, the new building is over here, but Michael's Jordan, Michael Jordan's memories are over there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a new team here, a new building, and I'm playing baseball. For now. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, my last bit of news, unfortunately, there's, there's done a whole lot. Like I said, okay. I mean, there's some NFL, but some 90s, no one cares. Yeah. A dynasty later of not lasting very long. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, baseball wasn't happening. Uh, hockey wasn't happening. Hockey wasn't happening. As basketball had just started, but there's no Jordan. Who cares? I do because the Sonics had their chance to shine. How'd that go? I choked. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, at the Doke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the finale to the Formula One season was held in Adelaide, Australia. Oh. And it was quite the turnout because first and second place were separated by a point. 
Wasn't there a magic? Was there a magic crash? There, I think we'll have to put it up on Instagram because I don't know how he got away with this. Mm. So, in the thirty-sixth or the thirty-fifth lap, um, ridiculous by the way, for no reason. Uh, oh, firstly, Mansell had pole. Um, it Mansell. was a little bit wet. He, you know, in Mario Kart, yeah, you, he's always wet. You know, in Mario Kart, when you accelerate too much before <laughs> yeah, the yeah. light goes green, and you yeah. just like, yeah, you apparently he did one of those. He did put. Oh, okay. So um, Schumacher and Damon Hill, who were first and second in the championship board, yeah, they fly on ahead of him. Okay. Come mid thirties, Schumacher just goes off the track, buckles okay. under the pressure, goes into a wall. I think he punctures a tire. Damon Hill is about to come back and undertake him on a corner. What does Michael do? He turns into Damon Hill. Jesus. He tries to take him out. Because all Damon Hill has to do now is finish the race because Schumacher's done. Yep. Um, Schumacher's car goes up on like two wheels and flies off into the wall. Could have been really, really dangerous for him. Like, yeah, him yeah. Trying to take him out like that's. And especially after what happened with Senna this year, and I'm so sorry, I forgot the other guy's name, Rotson. Yeah, I know one, yep. Roland Ratzenberger, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, very, very strange so, move. You got um, footage of it? But he doesn't get any... We do, there is footage of it. There's, and Murray Walker just losing his shit at it. It's just amazing. <laughs> oh! I, don't watched, I don't know if you ever watched Formula One as a kid. I don't remember Murray, Murray Walker, Walker was excited about everything that happened on that track. <laughs> Murray Walker was amazing. Murray yeah. Walker was just speed. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, apparently he got away with it. I don't know if he got fined or anything, but um, he went on to win his first championship. Jesus. Because he took Damon Hill out. All right. Um, so well, yeah. we'll put that up again because I do have a, a vague memory of that too. So, um, yeah. I mean, us, look, motorsports is probably like below NFL on the world sports I hate. But, um, you know, not going to yuck you yum. If you like Thanks. it, if you like watching cars go around and around for like... In the late 90s, early, I think basically when I lived in England, because yeah. it was quite big there, and the time difference is nice for watching most of the races, okay. whereas here it's an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was, there was a little period there where I was really into it, and Scotland had one of the world's best drivers, so you know, yeah. why not? Hey, Just look. like when Mark Webber came along and suddenly Australia cared about F1. I'm not yucking yums. I'm just saying that, like, I just find you it reprehensible. To, I do, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Fine. Well, let's leave. Fine. Let's go. Let's go to film. Um. All right. So I'm <laughs> really interested. Like, on uh, this is how I'm going to phrase it. On the face of it, these sound like a bunch of really good films. But if you watch them again, especially in a 2022 context, a lot of these are problematic. At best. And, and you know what else? If it's Sunday morning and you didn't start watching these until Friday night, then that may cloud your judgment. It may. It may. Um, <laughs> but I, I look, we were talking about this like uh, midweek and I, 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 I did a lot towards the end, towards the finish. I, I, I did like four movies in two days. It was amazing. Same. Um, so the movies that got released were Double Dragon, Frankenstein, uh, The War, Interview with the Vampire, Santa Claus... Heavenly Creatures, Leon, The Professional, Star Trek Generations, Miracle on 34th Street, Junior, 
Love in a 45, Low Down Dirty Shame, and The Page Master. Now, I know that I said I was going to watch Junior because I've never seen it before, but that was one of the ones I didn't get to. And I feel I, bad. No, I got to it, and I feel bad that I got to it. <laughs> so um, let's talk about that as- first. Aside from the fact Emma Thompson is now climbing the ladder with Julie Roberts and, to some extent, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I mean, she's always been up there because she's just the loveliest, most amazing woman that you can ever see on the screen. In this film, she is Hugh Grant. Oh. Well, that's what they thought British people were. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because Emma Thompson is incredible. Like, find a movie where she's not exactly yeah. what you wanted to be but yeah. they got her on set and said Who, who's that famous british guy that like everyone thinks is cute like do that be, <laughs> be that guy that's people be like guy. that now do you go be like clumsy and silly and like get toilet paper stuck on your shoe and just be charming <laughs> but useless um but that was nice um christopher maloney really stabler is in it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Baby um, Sabler. He, he, for some reason, they show him and his wife in a room where he has to fill up a cup uh, with all the adult movies and magazines and his partner's in there with him. Okay. And then later, he's just in the waiting room while Arnie's looking very pregnant and you get like a glimpse of him. But it's very obviously him. Oh, nice. And he has a lot of hair. I don't <laughs> think he has any lines. Uh, it's very strange. Okay. Um, we all got to start somewhere. Start the highlight... Start. So, I I think I gave this one and a half stars, maybe Ooh. one. It, it does have issues. Uh, <laughs> quite obvious issues of, you know, only pretty women can have babies. Um, he ends up going to this clinic at the end where he pretends to be a woman and he's trying to make excuses for the why he's so big and masculine okay um so it's kind of a it's not outwardly anti-trans but (laughs) But i mean i'm guessing the filmmakers had no idea what trans was at the time they're like oh well we got mrs doubt we got mrs doubtfire let's watch that (laughs) (laughs) i'm still confused i do thoroughly enjoy arnie constantly saying baby baby i want my baby (laughs) um like the old man in Mandalorian, I want to see the baby. Can I That's see the baby? Basically, what he kept doing. Bouncy He also. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I, I had to go and look this up because I wasn't aware of this line <laughs> before the last five years. Yeah. Um, but he yells at my body, my choice at one point and runs away. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so that's, I guess that's kind of cool. My body, my joys. <laughs> but it's a lot. Yeah, the, pretty much. <laughs> and he goes, "I want to see the baby." Um, the other main highlight is some of the letterbox reviews, which we don't do often enough because you do have to go through a lot to find some gems. I uh, I always go to the uh, so you can you can toggle it to going to like the the lowest reviews first and that's always a fun thing to do <laughs> well one of the uh top ones three stars oh i found th- i found this film difficult to masturbate to <laughs> uh and then megan here gave it one and a half which i read in cooper's voice from basketball yeah 
fuck off, Arnold. I'm not going to your fucking baby shower. <laughs> Uh, so does he actually have a baby at the end of it? Like, it's, it's spoilers. Yeah, they, they do a they do a C section. They cut it out. Um, and is it like is it like just this unholy mess of a child that just needs to be? Is it is it then the star of the movie End of Days as like the rise of the Antichrist? No, it ends up being a cute little baby, and then Danny DeVito's ex wife also has a the his actually Arnie's partner from Kindergarten Cop has oh. a baby at the same time. Um, is it and Danny they go DeVito's... on a little date together? And then Emma Thompson is sperm in Kevin uh, in Arnold Schwarzenegger's belly like is he carrying it for I'm not no I think I feel like it was Danny DeVito's ex's egg okay because he kept avoiding the question and I didn't pay enough attention to what exactly was happening so it's um, Schwarzenegger's semen with her egg or is it because like, it should cut open and just be like a little baby DeVito just a little bald balding <laughs> There is there is hey! one dream. <laughs> he has a he has a few nightmares during it yeah. about having a deformed baby and one of them he's holding the baby and they've superimposed his face onto the baby. <laughs> oh so it's this tiny little weird Arnold Schwarzenegger face on a baby. Alright, let's go up on the Instagram too. Which is pretty good. <laughs> Make a note of that. Yes. <laughs> um there's one more review that I wasn't able to read out to Laura because I was laughing too hard at the time. Yeah. Apparently it's not that funny. All right. But Jordan Beaumont, two stars. I vainly hoped Arnie would... <laughs> oh, no. I vainly hoped Arnie would deliver the baby by ballistically ejecting it from his dick hole like history's biggest sperm. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, I think it's partly just the dick hole. He's... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, not a great film. Um, well, I didn't uh, see Double Dragon yeah, recently. I don't, I don't know what to say. I didn't see Double Dragon recently, but like, I watched it a few years ago for another podcast, and that was uh, that was it was like the most eighties movies that you could think of. It's set in all made in the nineties. It was it kind of made Murray Brothers look kind of good. Um, oh. Again, like it was like this sort of dystopian sort of future like because double dragon is like a, a video game where you're basically just beating up people like that's all you need to do it's like i love double dragon as a kid double dragon 3 on the snes with my friend we finished it it's uh, one of my crowning achievements as a, as a human being but this movie is fucking terrible um i didn't get to see i didn't get to marry sherry's frankenstein because um i was all uh period horror gothic monstered out after interview with the vampire um and also uh, a lot of the reviews i saw of it were not it just said it was boring <laughs> uh is this this not one of the good frankensteins this is mary shirley frankenstein with rob de niro in it uh and i kind of i kind of wanted to watch it but i was just like i don't know and i'll get to interview the vampire in a sec um what else did you i, I also tried to watch star trek generations because i've been a real big star trek thing at the moment I've been, i don't think i've mentioned on here but like i watched like the new series but um stranger wells is great I'll start watching the movies, and I tried to watch this one, but it's just—it's very hard to get through. Um, it's very campy. I apologize to any track heads out there. I know that's not what you called. Calm Trekkers. down. That I'm probably never going to watch any. Yeah, uh, no, I, I even know Eric Banner's in some of them. I'm not going to watch them. I gave um, I, I must uh, in the last lot of school holidays, um, but when, when I wasn't watching the Chucky movies, um, I <laughs> I also tasked myself with trying to get through. Um, some of the Star Trek movies, and I got to number five, 
and you know there's 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 pluses and there's pros and cons um i will say at the start of this one there's some like there's some very very good shatner moments like he is just shattering it all over the place like it's just shatner just dripping off the walls um i feel like if i'm gonna watch any i I should be watching all of them and not just randomly yeah so the first one's really hard to get through because it's really boring but the second one's amazing wrath of khan is still a great movie like i don't care I also don't want anyone to be mad at me because I'm watching shit like Junior um, <clears throat> and not watching Star Trek. But so what, what that was, else? Yeah. That what was research did, purposes. What else did you watch? I watched The War, Interview with The Vampire, not A Vampire, like yeah. I always thought. Heavenly Creatures and about half an hour of Santa Claus. Because yeah, well, I, got three, I got three half an hour of Santa Claus. Even the, the boys were like, oh, Dad, I'm not sure about this. Even like yes. Hamish, Hamish, and they, what? Then after after a while, all they started doing was bad animation, bad animation. Like whenever there was like a bad, <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ, you guys are mean. It's like bad animation. That reindeer looks fake. I'm like it is fake, <laughs> but um, not it, not wrong. It's a very bad looking movie. Um, and it's a very uh, look. Is it was like a vehicle for um, Tim Allen's comedy routine, which is very, very man, man. Like I'm just going to pick on other guys. I'm not saying that Judge Reinhold in this movie looks like a decent person. He looks like a piece of piece of shit too. But I just <laughs> seeing what was now a big trope of um, family films was having the uh, the divorced couple um, sharing the kids sort of thing. Um, damn right, you should become Santa Claus because that kid's Christmas was turning out to be really shit, having to spend it with you, Tim Allen. Yeah. <laughs> it looked terrible. Um, but let's not, let's, let's, you know, and it was, I, you know what? I think half of it was just watching a Christmas movie when it's not Christmas is fucking weird. It is weird. Yeah, probably. Like, it's like, why like, is this out in November? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, and like the kids were just like, I think they're just, they were just like, oh, why are we watching Santa Claus? Like, it's not Christmas time. It's, the but then so is Miracle on 34th Street, which I kind of wanted to watch, but I couldn't be bothered. Didn't, you didn't or, find it on, on Dosney? <laughs> no, I couldn't find any, um. Disney streaming services. I make I make spelling mistakes. In, in <laughs> um, so let's talk about stuff that we. I, I really want to talk about heavenly creatures. So why? Oh, don't you even. This is something apparently. So before we watched it, Laura uh, showed me like uh, a news like, news article about it. I was like, "Don't spoil the movie for me." And she said, "You told me what this is about." And yeah. I have no recollection of ever looking into this movie in the slightest. I had no yeah. idea what was happening, and I was very confused. All they did was run around and laugh and cry and have okay. montages. Okay, shut up. The end. Um, so, Heavenly Creatures, if you've never seen it before, is a uh, movie about the 1954 mur- murder of a, of a woman um, by her daughter and her best friend. Um, it uh, is directed by Peter Jackson, who did Lord of the Rings and um, The Frighteners and stuff like that. Uh, set in New Zealand, set in all the places that the actual events took place in. Um, they were going to take, they were, they were actually going to do the actual murder scene in the in the same place, but when they arrived to do it, all the birds went silent and there was no there was no sound. And Peter Jackson's like, "This is creepy. We're going to go two hundred meters that way," <laughs> and then it was oh. fine. So yeah, obviously something very odd going on there. Um, it is this, okay? This is this movie is the uh, the archetype of a slow burn. Um, you start off with the first mm. thing you see is um, well, firstly let's let's talk about Kate Winslet her first film, Melanie Linsky I think is her first film um, from Yellow Jackets and um, I don't want to say from Two and a Half Men but she was in Two and a Half Men, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, they they Kate Winslet um, 
they're best friends. She, Kate Lizard comes from um, comes from England and starts a school at the same school as Melia Lewinsky. The first thing you, you see is them the, running through the running through a park covered in blood. Oh yeah, I forgot about that bit. Yeah, so like that's that's the first thing you see, and then it sort of like fades to black, and you and you go to two years earlier. So, did you think that um, Kate Winslet grew up a big fan of Rick Mail while you're watching this? She is a bit. She is a bit Rick Mailish in this. Yeah, she, she's I think, very Rick Mail. Yeah. Um. But so what happens is they they start becoming friends. Um. They both had um health ailments. So, um. Kate Winslet's character had like tuberculosis and a lung condition, and um. Uh. Merely, it's polar Paul. Um. She had like a leg um problem in this as well, and they become sort of they don't do like pee with the rest of the, the girls like they they become very um, good friends they're very creative they're, they're outcast friends yeah and they also like, they talk about the, the thing that um really they they talk about is that kate winslet's character doesn't believe in heaven or god or anything like that she she thinks of this thing of the as, as, she calls it the fourth world where basically she thinks when you die all these artists come together and they you know you hang around with the, like all the greatest actors and poets and artists from history and all sorts of stuff and it's just amazing so that's what they're sort of really starting to think that is actually a thing um throughout the movie there's really good special effects sequences where like they they really like playing with these clay models and then peter jackson made these huge you can see the hobbit stuff coming through here a little bit too is like there's these special effects sequences that look really good like miniatures and um they are imagining that these clay models come to life and kill people which is pretty which is pretty cool um but so yeah weird. it takes a long time and basically like they the the girl's parents start to realize that like this is not just a friendship it's turning into a relationship and obviously it's 1953 so like lesbianism and homosexuality is not a, a not a a welcome thing um Kate Winslet's parents are her mum's having an affair, so they split up, and um, she 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 they're sending her to South Africa. Basically, and this was what starts off the events of wanting to kill one of their parent mothers because Paul's Paul, Paul's mother in this, I she is the sweetest lady. She's not that. I mean, she's not. She's a strict, and she's a bit, and she's looking out for her daughter, but she does not deserve what happens to her in the end. Um, no. And what I want to like, you know, I won't spoil too much because this, everyone should watch this because I reckon it's a really good movie. Um, the there's a bit at the end where you see her murdered, which is not spoiling anything because like you you know that from the start. It is a vicious, vicious murder to watch. Like they hit her with this brick wrapped in a stocking, which I'm not sure, still not sure why they did that. <laughs> um, yeah. And um. And how that stocking didn't rip, but I guess it's the fifties, so it probably had lead in it. It's pretty good arsenic, um, um, asbestos in it. It's it's <laughs> it is vicious. It's I actually turned away, and Mal because Mal was in the room because she hadn't been watching it, but she said like, "What's going on?" And I sort of gave her a rundown. And I said, "She's just about to be murdered." And then when they first hit her, I actually looked away, and Mal's like, "You're right." I'm like, "I I don't know if I can watch this because like this and the mum, sound she makes. Oh my god!" And she's like, she's looking up and like, "Can you just Mal?" Because like. What happens is they basically take her. Oh, oh shit! I will spoil it. Um, they take her out for a day. Like they have tea, afternoon tea together, and they go for a walk in the park. And their mum has no idea what's about to happen. And you're just like going, you don't know when it's going to happen, and it's just counting down to this vicious, vicious event. And man, it is. It takes and a it's punch. Where do you keep? Like obviously you know because it starts off with them covered in blood, but you think that they're going to chicken out. You think that they're going to change their mind. That they're both scared well, and they realize how big a thing they're about to do 
And in the act of it, you but think no. that um, Kate Winslet is going to basically like run away, but then she does it as well. Like they both, the blood is on both their hands. Like it's 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 vicious. Yeah. Um, and one of the saddest things that like, or not sad, but like you know, one of the weirdest things is that because they were fifteen at the time, they only got jailed for a few years. But one of the conditions of their release is that they were never allowed to see each other ever again. Allegedly, was, yeah. But then um, I read into it, and apparently one of them became a famous mystery writer. That's one of the theories. Oh, and, the other theory, and the other theory is that this, the other Paula is um, they found her in England, like teaching a riding school, like for horses and stuff. So they're still around. So um, weird. But yeah, it's like watch it. I think it's a really, really good movie. Um, it's- also ridiculous that they tried to plead insanity in court. <laughs> Yeah, when they oh, found like, her diary. Yeah, so basically, what they were the, gonna do. yeah, like the whole thing's sort of based on the and like the 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 voiceovers that Melanie Linsky does is word for word extracts from the diary of the of the real um, person. So yeah, that's that's definitely one for you to watch. Um, did you say you watched Leon? Uh, not heaps recently, but I do think it's. I mean, I did used to think it was an excellent film. Uh, I'm not a huge mm. fan of Gary Oldman anymore. Um, and I know it's not overly appropriate with uh, Natalie Portman, but well, let's talk about that because I was watching this, and I remember this was like a big thing back in the day when Leon the Professional was on. Like everyone watched it at school. It's like, man, look at these! Like this is it. Like the the set pieces are amazing. Like the 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 kill scenes are like really really cool. <laughs> so I looked Uh-oh. at the. I was looking into the. Um, <laughs> I was looking into the the IMDb trivia on this. So apparently. When they first screened this, there was a sex scene between Nellie Portman and Jean Renault's character in this. Uh. And everyone's like, you should not have that in there. So they cut that. And then, but there's still this lingering, like he buys like this dress for her that's quite sort of slinky and like, I don't know, like there is like this sort of thing. And like she is, she is throughout the film saying that she loves him. Um, and is it, there is like sort of this tension. Like he was trying to play the character apparently as like someone who is a bit socially inept. So he's like, when she says to him that she's eighteen, he sort of takes it as gospel. And like his 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 relationship to her was never sexual because he just doesn't see her in that sort of way. Yeah. But like that's <laughs> that being said, there was also you know there was a sex scene that was that was filmed. Um, then I also found out about Luke Besson, <laughs> the director who um, based a lot of this um, relationship because uh, he had a relationship with a 16-year-old when he was 24. Um, So if you go into the IMDb comments about this film, there is quite a lot to be said. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's one in particular, I think, which is on the main page, which is she basically just like rips at a new one and says like, regardless of what the set pieces and action scenes are, it's still an inappropriate relationship between a child and a man. And, um, yeah, it did, it, it soured it for me. Like, it was just like, it was a thing of like, um, I can't think of, like, I know there's other films that have been made where it's like, there's a, there's a, a younger female, um, and an older man, but this one, it's sort of, there's enough sort of problematic elements there that it makes it a bit icky. And yeah, so I, I, I found it not as good as what I remembered it. No, that, that makes sense. Um, I, I mean, I'm very much enjoying, 
picking films apart these days <laughs> and finding anything that's problematic. Uh, the thing is, like they could, tell. they could have done this easily without having that sort of element to it. Like they, they could have made it a more um, father daughter, or even just like, yeah, you know, it's it's like, and there's there's certain scenes that which are kind of sweet between the two, but because, and maybe like you know, if you look into something, obviously it's gonna like when you, once you find out how the sausage is made, you're probably not gonna eat the sausage. So it's like not <laughs> not a good metaphor to use in this thing, but um. <laughs> Uh, but it's just like you know. Once you find out that like you know those those scenes were filmed and like you know that like there's there's more to like a lot of these other scenes that were kept in, it's it's more difficult to watch. Um, I find the same thing with interview with the, with the vampire. Um, like obviously the well, let's get to it. Like um, <laughs> I watched sexy, it. Okay, sexy boys, sexy boys. Um, again, I don't know whether the introduction of a twelve year old girl was absolutely necessary in this film um i mean kirsten dunce is acting a butt off like she is really really good in this film and she's very very evil and nasty sometimes and um it's always clearly a child though yeah and their child yeah. yes but there's moments of that i find odd where she so they tell her you find out she's been a child for at least 30 years yeah but then I feel like her brain would develop and she's no longer a nine-year-old. She's now a 39-year-old. Yeah. But there's still moments where she acts and has needs and wants like a child. Yeah, it's it's a very odd, like, I don't know. It's a, it was an odd choice. Um, lots of, like, um, inappropriate relationships with um, children and men because there's one in Heavenly Creatures too, which is not easy to watch. And it's mm. like... Um, uh, yeah, like I don't know, I was saying to Mount, like in the last day, I've watched three movies that have icky sort of relationships between children and men. And I think I need to watch something like wholesome now. But um, also, um, on a slightly more positive note, they are pro same sex relationships. Both yeah, these films. Yes, for the mid nineties. Yeah. I mean, it's not an all out Tom and Brad are a couple, but. It can be quite erotic. Um, they act like a couple quite often. Oh, Jesus. Like, okay, let me just say, like, this film's kind of stupid and long. Um, but I understand why people liked it. It, did, it it was very sexy and very sensual. But, like, this is, I said this um, when we were on our other podcast. We had a vampire episode of um, X-Files. I just don't like vampire movies. And it's like, and this, this is the reason because it's just, they like to think of themselves as so much better than what, like, they are. It's just like, they're just like these little bloodthirsty zombies that are running around but because they put like on a like a you know these clothes that make them sort of look all sort of aristocratic and lots of stuff it's like i don't know i just i don't like it i just i've never liked it um although i will say tom cruise is just fucking loving this role he's he's amazing in this movie <laughs> what was uh laura told me in letterbox review um I think they gave it a few stars and says, love this documentary about Tom Cruise's life. <laughs> um, and like he did really well um, by playing opposite a uh, complete corpse and Brad Pitt, um, who uh, does not emote through the whole thing. <laughs> but I mean... Is just there for eye candy. I am, I am falling away from the Brad Pitt train a little bit, but I feel like this is one of the few roles where he's not entirely Brad Pitt. Like it comes out every now and then, hmm. but... He does do that, basically Keanu Reeves Neo role. Like, a little bit, yeah. I have no emotion. Every now and then, I'll get a bit razzled up, but that's 
If you never I'm seen just the sad, he's just sad that he's sad. still alive. He's emo, emo pit. Um, if you've never seen this movie, uh, it basically starts out with uh, Christian Slater is interviewing uh, Brad Pitt, who says he's a vampire. Um, and <laughs> I did say to Mal, there's a couple of times where they, because it's a long movie, so it's over two hours, and there's a couple of times where they switch back to the present day. And um, Christian Slater, there's one time where he's just like on his, on the, he looks like he's sleeping. I'm like, yeah, I'll be too. Just like, oh God, get this thing over with. <laughs> what? Oh, okay, cool. Are we in the 1800s now? Oh, okay, cool. I mean, Brad, Brad Pitt's voice is not very exciting when he tells his story. No. He should have um, had Stephen Fry come in and tell his story. <laughs> I was a plantation owner. <laughs> um, the house caught on fire. <laughs> oh, they were cheering um, in the streets. There was, there was, okay, there was good moments in this. I just, yeah, it was like, it was overly long and overly just um, uh, boring. But I, 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 I always completely forget that Antonio Banderas is in this movie and his role is pretty cool. That entire scene where they go to that sort of underground cult of vampires um there's a lot and also i can't not think of certain scenes from what we do in the shadows because yeah. <laughs> remember those um they have the exact type of those holes where the sun sun can burn them like they did that exactly the same in what yep. we do in the shadows which is um but that's after they did that big vampire conference isn't it when they have blade the, and <laughs> yeah yeah also i do like the idea of like giving like they have to drink blood while it's alive yeah that's cool vampires like you just go to a blood bank yeah and they um they kind of dispense with the whole even like the whole uh stake to the heart thing like they, they they don't they do get it take get away with like some, some mythos about the um the vampire there's like but a lot then of... again brad pitt tells christian slater that they love the light and they're okay with the sunlight so how much is he lying about well, yeah, and then um, the the end of that movie is very weird. Um, and I'm going to spoil it for you if you, haven't, if you haven't seen it. It's fucking 94. Get off your ass. Um, so Christian Slater basically goes like, look, I want to be a vampire. And Brad Pitt's like, you haven't been listening to me. Like, this is torture. This is hell. I fucking hate this thing. Like, why why do you want to be a vampire? And, like, the last story he tells Christian Slater before they say goodbye is like, well, I didn't say goodbye, but before he disappears, is that he found the stat played by Tom Cruise down back down New Orleans. He looks decrepit. He looks old. Basically, wants Brad Pitt to like help him become strong again. And then Brad Pitt's like, "Nah, nah, I gotta go." And then Christian Slater. Also, sorry, pause that. Yeah. Um, Antonio Banderas's friends tried to kill Brad Pitt and Kirsten Dunst because they think that they killed Tom Cruise. Yeah. But Tom Cruise comes back to life twice. Oh man, he just won't die. This guy, like, he first so... he gets. Do your research, set, guys. He gets set on fire, and he also gets um. He also drinks the like dead person's blood, but apparently he's like king of the vampires or something. Um. So, uh, Christian Slater wants to become a vampire. Brad Pitt like um does like a, scares him, scares the shit out of him, and says like, "No, I'm not going to bite you." Um, and then he disappears, and then Christian Slater's driving home. He's listening to the um <laughs> he puts the tape in of the interview and I'm like, oh shit, not again. <laughs> and then um in the back seat, Lestat um pulls him back and bites him. And so I'm just like, well, was that the thing all along? Where like were, uh, is he in cahoots with Brad Pitt or has Lestat just somehow become strong again and 
like he's followed Brad um Brad Pitt or um I, I that that bit kind of confused me and it, it was very like it was very a very weird ending and then he drives off into like the night listening to Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. Uh but it's not by the Rolling Stones, is it? It's a very terrible version. It's not the Rolling Stones version, is it? Oh, okay. um, no, it's uh, if you want the Rolling Stones versions, come over and watch The War, starring Kevin Costner and Elijah <laughs> it's, Wood. It's not because um, I know I think Guns N' Roses did one too, but it, be, it, was, it wasn't the Guns N' Roses version, I don't think. Um, I'm not sure who yeah. it was, but it was bad. So I, I don't know. I don't know whether like you know, and I'm, I'm sure if I read into it, there'll be lots, lots of fan theories. But like, it seems weird that like after you basically think that Lestat's been left for dead, that he's in the back of Christian Slater's car after Brad Pitt's been talking to him for like two hours. Maybe you should read the book. Maybe the book will tell you. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> Maybe there should be a sequel because the title... Uh, oh, it's The Vampire Chronicles, isn't it? Yeah. Interview with the Vampire at the Vampire Chronicles. Yeah. Terrible title. Um, but, oh, it is Guns N' Roses. Gross. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like a, there should be another. Um, let's finish it off on a, on a good note. I'm hoping a good note. I hope you like, I hope you like this movie. Um, let's talk about the war with Kevin Costner and Elijah Wood. Um, this is another one of those movies, and this is this is stuff. This is the thing I love about this podcast is that I find movies that I've never seen before, and they're not, you know, they're not flashy, they're not big action set pieces, they're not huge comedies. They're just a nice tale of a family going through some shit. Kevin Costner's usually in it, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, I'm just like, I cried a lot in this movie. I laughed a few times. I found it just like, even my kids came in a couple of times and saw them building like this um, tree house. And they're like, that's amazing. Um, so what did you think of the war? Uh, it's tough because I remember really liking it as a kid. Yeah. And then I'd started watching Santa Claus and thought, fuck this. Um but before renting the war for three ninety nine, I was like, let's watch the trailer before I commit. Yeah. And from the trailer, I did not want to watch it at all. Like, it did not sell it to me. But I did anyway. Okay. And it's good. Like, there's some real fun moments in it. Um, like, with a girl standing up for her friends in class. Um, the Hagel teacher. Like, oh, the man. bullies are such horrible bullies. Kevin Costner is such a sweet, nice dad, even though yeah. everyone around him is shit. But the whole time, all I kept thinking was, is this the movie with the kid in the water tank where he almost dies? Yes, it is. The entire film, that's all I kept thinking. <laughs> that was my sticking memory of this film. And then we finally got to like a water tower moment. It's like, oh, it is. It is the film with the water tower kid. But when's that going to happen? <laughs> right towards the end. Um, yes. So if you've never seen it, and like a lot of people haven't seen this movie, so I'll, I'll, I'll give it a, a, a more background. The war is about... A family living down South America, um, uh, just after the, the Vietnam War. Uh, south of the United States of America, not South America. No, South, yeah, in the, in the southern states of America. Yes. Um, uh, Kevin Costner's just come back from the Vietnam War and he's got post-traumatic stress syndrome. Um, he's been in the hospital for a bit and lost, uh, couldn't find any work, lost a lot of jobs. Um, Elijah Wood is his son and his daughter played really well. Apparently this, um, this girl didn't do much else but um i thought she did a really good job um yeah i feel like i'd seen her in other things but when i looked her up she's being sarah plain and tall and that's kind of it um and i'm like uh maybe i was like trying to like false memory like she was like um the my girl 
we go. Um, How dare you? Yeah, Le- Lexi Randall, I think is her name. Um, anyway, so um, it's... And Elijah Wood's kind of like a troubled kid. He, he gets into fights a lot with these local bullies. Um, and they... It's the summer and they want to build this huge... They find a tree and they want to, they want to build this huge um, tree house. And then it's sort of just like... it's The one thing I will say is like it's, it's, it's a movie that's just like a lot of shit put together. It's not... Um, there's no it doesn't real... flow heaps well. No, and it's just like these little sort of um, um, fragments of time sort of um, being, being sort of put together. But like Kevin Costner's great. Like he's in a, in a town that's very masculine and very like... Um, I don't know, just not... There's a lot of people who are not, not nice to each other. He's he's the one that's sort of telling his kid, like, don't fight, be the good, be the better person. He's got a lot of wisdom still because he's been in the war and he knows how um, how horrible it is when, like, you know, with the violence all around him. Um, I don't know who this is aimed at because it's, 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 it could yeah. be, like, a stand-by-me, um, even, like, little... Not little rascals, but, like, um, maybe even, like, a Sandlot type sort of thing, like, for, like, you know, 9 to 12-year-olds... But then there's stuff in the where they see things from the war that it's a bit too full on for them. But I feel like it's a little bit too child focused for adults to dig it. Um, it's it's a weird age group because I remember liking it as a kid, and I would have been eight or nine when this came out, or yeah. you know, ten or eleven when it was on TV. But I guess it's one of those kids that you watch probably from nine to 12 and it makes you feel like a grown-up because it's a, <laughs> yeah. a bit more of an adult kids film yeah yeah like they're in fights they're going through stuff but they're just building a tree house but there's dramas around it his, yeah his dad dies oh, man. spoiler jesus um which comes out of nowhere as well like he's just off working a job yeah. <laughs> tries to help this guy an accident happens he gets donked in the face with some rocks yep. he's in a coma all of a sudden and uh, that's just it. Like, did Kevin Costner walk off set at some point? And they're like, rewrite, <laughs> not coming no, back. I, I think it, it does sort of rush at the end too. Like, there's there's a there's a couple of like really good sequences um, with the kids too. Like when they sort of fighting each other, but he's like he's like these like war techniques, which is kind of cool. Like, it's a really cool movie for kids. But then I don't know if it's actually a movie for kids. Um, I but I will having said that, I reckon everyone should watch this. It's actually a really really decent. Um, maybe next time it's on TV. Maybe don't like pay a lot of money for it but um, uh, yeah um but if i saw this like in an op shop or like you know even if i saw it for like 10 bucks i'd be buying this like i'd watch this again definitely um there's what's a, really good there's a really good scene where this um they go to summer school and this teacher she at the moment at the, at the at first you just think she's just moving kids around but then you see at the end she's she's moved all the um uh black kids to the back of the room there's like two rows of them and all the white kids are at the front and then she's just picking on one of um, Elijah Woods and um, and Lexi Randall's friends, and she gets up and does this speech, and it's it cuts this teacher down so well. Oh man, it was amazing. I don't know about your friends, but my friends have names. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, she t- tells her about like her personal life and what she's had to go through, and the teacher's just like clutching her pearls and just yeah, it's just I don't know. That scene was like maybe one of the. There was one before that where I don't know any of the characters' names in this, um, where she's being mean to one of those girls and the girl gets up and, like, gives her so much attitude 
and does not hold back at all. Yeah. And I don't think she gets in any trouble for it. No. The teacher just stands there and takes it. She's like, oh, shit. I got served. <laughs> some of the some of the names they call each other are amazing too. But yeah, so what's the war? Um, I I I employ you to. It's, it's good. Paul's so, movie of the month. Yeah. Um, let's move on to TV. Um, so mu- not much uh, Halifax FP. So if you know that, it's Rebecca Gibney. Um, lawyer mrs lawyer goes to law town um just recently made a return as well i believe in australia oh, yeah that's the only thing they'll found to when i was googled i'm like oh it's back halifax can't be can't it's be back. put down <laughs> um and the spider-man i know series which i was quite a fan of and you can watch on disney plus it's really cool um it's more than a meme everybody <laughs> i don't know what it means um have you not the Spider-Man memes, when like there's three of them, they're all pointing watch, at each other. I don't watch memes. Like, I don't you don't have to watch them. They just they appear. They're everywhere. What do you do with your eyeballs? I watch the war and cry. <laughs> <laughs> Did Elijah Wood made you cry, or was it like the little kid that almost made you cry? Uh, it was when Kevin Costa dies that made me cry because I don't like him dying in anything. Yeah. That's oh, fair. oh. Oh no! Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, um, going back to it, his hair in that movie is like. I'm starting to realize that every hunky white male actor in the '80s got sent to hair jail in the early '90s because we've had Harrison Ford, uh, Kevin Costner. There was another one we were talking about too, and they all got these like real fucking stupid haircut haircuts, and it's like. We need to take you down a peg. Is that what you're doing? We can. We need to take you down. so the next bunch of actors can come up. We're like, look at his hair. He's done. Don't don't find him sexy anymore. Um, you know what else we didn't mention as well? What? Uh, Mayor Winningham from oh, yeah. like Turner and Hooch and stuff is yeah. is the wife who ends up getting a free house at the end of the film. We should get Turner. We should watch Turner and Hooch. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Does she have any? speaking lines in that because she sure, sure didn't in this one um the oh also well, i know we're on tv but we're gonna talk about the war a bit more um apparently the southern accents other southern accents are all over the place in that movie too like all the, all the reviews in low rocks is like <laughs> do you like director do you know how to do a, a, a southern accent no let's try it anyway <laughs> but having said that there was reviews about heavenly creatures that said why don't they get an actual girl from new zealand and Melanie Linsky was from New Zealand at the time. Yeah, she was. So, you guys don't know shit. Yeah. Um, so, TV. <laughs> Law and Order Minute. Cool. So, um, yeah, let's. Um, I'm ready to go for this. Uh, we oh, got. I'm we got not lots, ready. We got four episodes to get through. I'll get through one. All right, we ready. Uh, almost. Um, I'm ready now. Go. Okay, so um, we have Van Buren, the lieutenant, um, shoots uh, an what seem to be two unarmed kids, um, but one of them has a learning disability, and they use the word retard a lot in this episode. It is gross and weird. Um, Welcome to '94, everyone. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, so let's move on from that one because yeah. Um, next one is called Precious, and we've got a baby that's being kidnapped, or oh, has it been kidnapped? No, I'm asking. Has it been kidnapped? No, it hasn't. 
uh, the, I didn't watch it. I don't know. The uh, the parent it, it died and the parents buried it in a in a in a esky and buried it in the in a park and it's just very very gross and just very a disheartening episode. Um, I'm getting through them. Uh, Are you? Number three, we've got Virtue. Um, we've got a uh, car crash, but is it a car crash? It's not a car crash. A uh, woman's been raped and then um, uh, put into a car crash to make it look like it was an accident. <laughs> that was quite bad timing for that line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you didn't know that, get close. That was terrible. Oh, I, I got through two and a bit episodes. I'm usually, I'm usually stuck on the first one. We didn't guess the name. I guess- try and scroll through a web browser and list off all the Conan O'Brien guests for this month. And Paul sits back in amazement while I do it almost every single time. To the, tr- to the tune of We Didn't Start the Fire by my Lord and Saviour, William Joel. To the alleged tune of We Didn't Start the Fire. To the hacked tune of <laughs> We Didn't Start the Fire. Go. Perry Kilburn, Josh DeKai, Timothy Dalton, Rich Hall, Maureen McCormick, George Went, Ed Koch, Lily Tom and Tabitha, Sovereign, Janine Gruffalo, Chad Allen, John Ridley, Leslie Nielsen, Kathy Island, Frank Guilford, Anka Radikovich, Mike Myers, Tawny Katan, Sarah Jessica Parker, Richard Belser, Pete Rose, Mickey Rooney, Susan Lucci, Michael Kinsley, Phil Donahue, Karen McKeldin, Judge Ryan Holbo, Bridges, John Turo, Roger Clinton, Courtney Thorne Smith, Ivan Reitman, Katie Siegel, Al Roker, and Jalen, Ari Gross, Anna Jordan, Joey Lawrence, Carol Kane, Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, she Schaefer, Ken Follett, my Bullock, Ollie Robinson, John Lovitz, Jeff Anderson. That is my guess. Ah, oh, shit. 55. 55? 55 seconds. Ah, this is. God, I'm good at this. You went really fast um, this time too. I was just like, you were. Like, I did the, uh, yeah. the, the, the song was not quite in order of uh, how it all goes. I don't think we've ever done this face to face. I think we've only started doing this ever since we've done the Zoom thing. So I've never actually. I think seen we did you it once. This. Oh man, I'd love to see this. I'm like this. I'm just imagining your face getting very red. <laughs> my, my heart definitely goes because every time I look at the musical guests, I'm like, will that fit in here? No, just focus on what you're doing, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Um, before we jump onto music, mm-hmm. uh, not a whole lot to uh, go on about here. The Proclaimers, uh, Avan Dandu, and oh, the Proclaimers. Epic tracks. The Proclaimers, the Proclaimers are on, on one of our. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'll be uh, speaking very highly of them soon. Um, <laughs> our friends, Bad Religion. Oh, really? Yeah. Your friend, Graham Parker. My friend? Uh, don't you have a friend called Graham? I do. Yes. He's not. Is his last name not Parker? No. Oh, <laughs> and he didn't tell me about it. He was. Uh, he was on a Conan <laughs> when he was like eleven. Um, and the Cramps, who uh, some people will know. <laughs> some people I know like maybe. Um, let's go on to music. Uh, so we've got uh, Tomorrow by Silverchair still in the ARIA charts, but it's also been uh, knocked off towards the end by All I Wanna Do Is Have Some Fun. Wow, we're there already. Do you know what? I need to take a little bit of a break. I, and the Billboard charts was I'll Make Love To You by Boys Men, but you all knew that. Um, I watched the three-episode 
series on the Woodstock 99 on Netflix. I remember it's called Trainwreck. Yeah. So Cheryl Crow's on there, and she's uh, not happy about being there at all. <laughs> um, but like, it's it's kind of like the one that I watched earlier in the year, um, but just like sort of drawn out. And if you, it's it's I it makes me angry watching it because like I remember that time like all those dudes just look like the dudes that were around everywhere. Like it's just it's a really gross thing. Everyone should watch it, but just like as a like man, we used to be like that. Like it's just. It seems so surreal that people were like that. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people still are. But I don't know, like, I don't remember, like, and I remember, like, going to music festivals and people just, like, you know, the, the vast majority had their shirts off and just were, like, drinking, like, monsters. And, you know, at some point, I think we learnt to, most people learnt how to control themselves. Well, now there's, a, there's still a, a certain few that aren't, but, like, that one seemed like everyone was just like, let's just completely destroy this place and be gross to everyone. And it's just, it's confronting to watch. Let's tear this place apart. Yeah, pretty much. And then like, and the fact that like, no one seems to want to blame Fred Durst. Um, not to say that the offspring didn't sort of fan some fire and also Red Hot Chili Peppers are the biggest piece of shit and they never get their full due for what they did to not, to they basically riled the crowd up on the last day. Um, but yeah, sounds like, uh, three well-known garbage cans right there though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I think everyone should watch it. It's it's not that hard. Like they're, they're like three, like 45 minute episodes, but seriously, it's, it's, it's a thing to watch. Um, releases. We had the black crows, bouncing souls, Mariah Carey, Nirvana, Tom Petty, big audio, Tori Amos, TLC, Tina Arena, Pearl Jam, the Beatles, Mary J. Blige, Magic Dirt. Um, for me personally, there was Punkarama 1, which I'll get into in a little bit, and the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack, and also Buddha by Blink-182 was actually released on like the 30th of April, but I forgot to put it on the last um, thing, but I should, I think we should sort of mention it. So, um, What did you listen to? I listened to so much because I didn't... Obviously, Unplugged in New York and Vitology, yeah, and well, I guess the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack were like going to be... Like, I didn't need to listen to them. I was like, yeah. I'm going to listen to everything else because everything else on this list looks like absolute shit. Well, maybe not absolute shit, but it turned out to not be great. Well, So we'll, I listened to everything else here. <laughs> well, we won't talk about, much about Vitality or Pearl Jam because we did an entire episode earlier in the season. Um, we probably should have done one on Unplugged in New York, um, but I think we just sort of thought that, you know, sort of speaks for itself. I mean, yeah, I remember when it when it came out, and like when they showed the the um, performance on Channel Two was quite a quite a thing. And um, I mean, this is the last thing we we're ever going to get out of them um, that we knew of. <laughs> well, live and sold out was released this same month, but oh, not I mean, this this was the pinnacle, I think, for yeah. a lot of people, especially like- if you weren't like a hardcore Nirvana fan. Like when and, I was eight years old and we went to Port Lincoln and this is all we listened to there and back. And it was like the, um, the, it was, it, it was accessible to everyone. Yeah. I remember like watching, listen to a bit when, with my parents sort of around and like they didn't mind it cause you know, it's, it's obviously toned down. Good to see about a girl from their first album, like get like a lot of airplay when like it was used to be like probably lesser known track of, of, of the sets. Um, the Black Crows of Morica. I remember this one because the, the front cover is a, um, the midsection of a woman in bikini and I remember there was a huge thing because there was pubes sticking out of the top 
And I remember they had to airbrush them out for Australia, I think at least, yeah. and maybe America, because they said you can't have an album with pubic hair on the front because we don't have pubes in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're like dolphins down here. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I used to hold a bit of a candle for the Black Crows, but I don't know. I just, I this one didn't sort of. Reach oh, out it's Counting Crows. You like Counting Crows? I like. Yeah. I always get them confused. Uh, the Bouncing Souls, um, I'm not a big fan of them, but they got a song on this one called um, All Our Favourite Lines from 80, 80s Movies, and it's a pretty funny song. Yeah. That's, uh, I like that. Um, they sound a lot different to what they would become. I don't know whether there's like a lineup change or anything. Um, I think you're. I think Laura's a bit of a fan of them. She is a mad Bouncing Souls fan. Um, she made us... Uh, we watched, I think there's a documentary on them, or that they're uh, yeah, heavily in. No, 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 yeah. Um, when they're all when they're all squatting and stuff like that, is that the one? Yeah, <sighs> um, which is good. Like it's a good insight into their life. Like they are a good band. We had um, now. I wanted to talk about this because uh, it's Merry Christmas by Mariah Carey. Uh, West. When I was working at Sandy in 2018, 2019, we were still selling this, selling this out at Christmas time. We would get 50, 50 CDs in, and they would all be gone b- before Christmas. What are people doing with previous copies? How do you not already own this? Coasters. I don't know whether they're just like, Christmas is done. I'm burning everything again. <laughs> and next next yeah. next year is like, where's um, Mariah Carey and also, um, oh, who's the crooner? Michael Buble. Mm-hmm. Oh, we burnt them last Christmas, remember? Because we burnt everything. It's like, oh, okay, we'll go get some from Sandy. They're 10 bucks. It'll be fine. <laughs> and that's how Sandy stayed in business. Um, is it weird that I find it acceptable to have a Christmas album in November, but not a Christmas film? Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's a double standard. But like, this can be a lead up. Like, this can get you excited for it. Like, it's coming. It's not far away. Oh, and all I want music for is a teaser. All I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. Oh yes, yes. Thank you. That's I. I don't give a shit. That always got me like in a very bouncy mood. It's a very, very bouncy song. I like it. Uh, Tom Petty. I've always got some time for Tom Petty. I don't like him that much, but like, I've, you know, it's 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 pretty hard to not like. You know, it's it's very ambient music. It's just you know. Yeah, I always expect a bit more from him because I know he does have a lot of great songs. I like but... his guitar tone. I think I think it's the guitar tone thing. I'm like anything that's like that sort of not fully distorted, but not. Not completely clean, yeah. just in the middle. I'm just like, yeah, I'll listen to anything that's got that tone. It it's a bit Neil Young for me, which is which is kind of good, but because I haven't grown up with a lot of it, don't ruin it. It just doesn't really connect. Also, speaking of Tom Petty, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Grohl this month performs with him and the Heartbreakers on SNL. Oh, really? And is and is offered the spot of their drummer. And then and he goes, oh, oh no, thank you, but no. <laughs> His story was, I don't want to just be known as a drummer and go from like drum gig to drum gig. Also, I've just recorded these demos, and I'm pretty sure, aside from one song, they're going to be pretty fucking good. So, <laughs> see you later. Which song's that? You'll find out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are we... uh? Underworld and Donkey Kong again. <laughs> oh, used to. Fucking love TLC. Yeah, 
Stop singing. It sounds bad. Shut up. <laughs> TLC's awesome. It was, it's been so exciting, like, getting closer and closer to what the 90s was for me. And now we're there, it seems quite scary that I thought there. Waterfalls was, like, 98. I thought that was yeah. on the same album as um, No Scrub. But this is this, this doesn't seem like 94. This seems way closer to the 2000s. Yeah. Which is going to be happening more and more now because we're halfway to the 2000s. Just about. <laughs> Living on a prayer. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I, I listened to a lot of the TLC album. I really liked it. There's a couple of, I think there might have been a 60 songs about the 90s, about one of the songs in here. I can't remember. But yeah, um, very easy well, to listen to. Well, the fact that we thought that Waterfalls was later just shows how yeah. long it lived on and how big this song was. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Tina Arena before. Um, look. Um, I really, I think she's, a, I think it's very underrated. Maybe, and then I was thinking like, well, maybe she's not underrated. Maybe she got like a lot of acclaim, but I just didn't pay attention to any of it because, like, for the most part, I'm just like, Ooh, Tina Arena. But no, um, she was, she was huge, and then a lot of people hated her because she was a bit dull and got huge. I think that's what happened. I, I think she's, I think she's got an amazing voice. I think she's got, um, from what I've seen in like when she's been on Spicks and Specs and like interviews and stuff, she seems like very down to earth and very take no shit which i kind of like as well so i'm <laughs> i'm having a uh renaissance with tina Arena. i'm like oh maybe i'll listen to more of her stuff because yeah this this stuff like the the album um on here is really really good i feel like she's a bit of a diva or became one for a while there like most celebrities probably do oh in but the 90s you, you were kind of expected of you probably as a child growing up uh when society tells you to have a type and a look that you like yeah tina arena was like the start of where my box began. She was, she was, she was, she was like I said at the start, I thought Chains was a better song. Like, yeah. this is just... Serenity Moon. It's good. There's mm. not enough chorus in it. Yeah. It's Unless... It's got an in the air, it's my thing. You get the radio edit, oh. which would probably be banned in England in 1994. <laughs> Why? Because... There's too much beat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, like Tina Arena for PM. Um, I didn't know that. I mean, I know this is not their song, but I'd never heard them. I never heard this version of a song that we both know. I don't know this song. Yes, you do. Huh. Wait, that is, is it? Soldier is it of Love. Song? It's not their song. It's I think it's okay. I think it's, it's like a rock standard or something like that. Um, right. It's uh, the Beatles. Um, they released their first. Well, their estate released their first thing that they'd done for a while um, called Love at the BBC. It's, it's from like the early sixties because like all the songs are like, you know, shit. <laughs> the early stuff that no one likes <laughs> um but like you know they also got can't buy me love um and and stuff like that from their first couple of albums but uh yeah quite a big thing i remember the it was a double because the beatles were like one of those ones that like they always had to have the double cd big fat you know we got we got two cds we could fit it into a normal looking cd but we're going to have a big fat um, thing and charge like yeah considering like all the songs are two and a half minutes long we could definitely put it on one cd i would say that like the um the liner notebook would be thick as just of like mm. pictures of Paul. Um, 
Oh, put, put more pictures of me in there. Um, I'm the friendly one. I'm the friendly one. <laughs> George is going to get stabbed. Um, <laughs> but he will survive the stabbing. It's okay. <laughs> I was going to do a Ringo voice, but I can't remember. It goes. It's like, I'm not going to get stabbed. <laughs> It's like no one cares about Ringo. They <laughs> forgot I'm alive. I was sitting next to George when he got stabbed and they didn't want me. <laughs> wasn't me though. <laughs> the fat controller was mad. <laughs> uh, bastard. Um Remember uh, when there was a time God. when it was like cool and original to have like a fake phone call? And like a conversation on your album. Yeah, yeah. Love that. And then you can't tease it because Mary J. Blige is like an icon. <laughs> she has a lot of interludes in this album. I noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> like that, a... was, that was a thing for a while there. Oh, man. Wait until you get uh, to the Fugees and Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. The education of Lauren Hill is like half kind of, I don't know, like a com- comedy sort of stage production and half songs it's like yeah um and i don't know whether they did that just to piss off um radio <laughs> djs are like they're like oh which one's the song and which one's like the thing <laughs> i'm supposed to play <laughs> um we had um the first release i think well major release by magic dirt um so they just and i think they just re-released this as well um but we've got here we go um it's gonna get crunchy Man, seen these guys a lot of times. Um, very, very cool. Um, they look like they look like babies on the front cover too. It's awesome. Um, and funnily enough, full circle, they did a signing at Clarity recently. Today, they're doing it today. Today, yes. There you go. Well, so if you, once this comes out, it'll so be... when you, when this comes out, go back in time three days and uh, go to that um <laughs> signing. So yeah, <laughs> shout out to Clarity Records. Um, yeah. so. Uh, just before we get onto the one that I think you want to talk about the most, um, the Blink Twenty Two released uh, this album called Buddha. Um, uh, mostly songs was would then be re-recorded. I, and I was like, I was listening to it. I'm like, oh, these re-recordings. I'm like, yeah, these the Buddha recordings sound terrible, um, and they get slightly less terrible on Cheshire Cat that they released in 1995. Um, but yeah, like a lot of um, songs that would become staples in there. Um, their live show. Is I'm there a sure... few here that Tom doesn't sing, or is he less annoying when he used to sing? Uh, Mark Hoppus. Mark Hoppus um, used to sing a lot of them. Like Tom, like they shared it up quite a lot. Um, I'm not sure about their later albums. I basically stopped after um, Do Branch, but um, yeah, there's a less, there's a lot less dicking around in here. But I don't know. Uh, back in right. back in the time, I I liked him. I can't. Um, I and I always remember the time where I was playing in a band and um they we're playing with this other this other band that were like full on punks like you know mohawks and like leather jackets and all that stuff and their guitar strap broke and they're like oh can they borrow yours and I'm like yeah okay and what had happened was like I'd shortened my strap but um I'd written and this is the same strap I had in high school and I'd written like Blink One Eight Two Green Day. <laughs> The Mighty Mighty Bus and all lots of stuff on it. 
but like what I'd done is like um, I'd shortened it because like I like to play my guitar up a bit higher, and he needed to lengthen it. And as soon as he lengthened it, it basically <laughs> he was playing he was playing guitar in this full on punk band, but his strap said Blink One Eight Two and Green Day on it. <laughs> And you I just like to have it. a resume of the bands you liked at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just me. I was just like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't. I'm not artistic enough to draw anything on my strap, so I just like write the bands. These are my I influences. Like. I need them close to my heart when I play. Yeah. Hey, look. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I was stupid, but it was. I'm like, maybe this will pay off in about nine years' time when some fat punk tries to like borrow my strap and gets laughed at on stage for having a blink weight thing. <laughs> um. Let's talk about the Damon Dumber soundtrack because, man, this is a. I I don't know whether we've actually talked more about the soundtrack to this out to this movie than the actual movie itself, which comes out next month. We'll talk more about it then. But um, yeah, why do I feel like we've already talked about this a lot? Oh my god! Like because every every band that we um, let's I mean I'll show you because every band that I like kind of sounds like this, which is the G- Gigolo Arts. Oh yeah. That song is Where I Find My Heaven, and that song is amazing. Um, also, I didn't realize a while ago we had Echo Belly. Oh, and yeah. The song Insomniac. I was like, I really like this song. I don't know why. Because it's <laughs> dumber. That's why I knew it. That's why it hit me straight away. It's, it's, I can even picture the scene that it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we've got uh, the be- biggest one was Battle of Peter, Pump- Peter Pumpkinhead, like a cover done by the Crash Test Dummies. Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like Get Ready by the Proclaimers was yeah, possibly Get yeah. Ready, um, and then the You Sexy Thing. <laughs> I can't remember what it gets. Yeah, <laughs> there was one. I was listening to this a bit this week, and there was one song, and I couldn't place it in the film where. It- was i think it might have been the green jelly one yeah i think they just use a tiny tiny snippet of that song it's not when they're um driving away from the cop after he drinks the bottle of piss is it could be i don't know but it's it's hard so many of these songs like get ready they use a fair bit of it yeah um take by the lupins they use a fair bit there's a few that they'll use a chunk of the song and there's a couple it's like maybe like two to five seconds of the song and that's yeah. it but still you know the entire you know that bit that's but i know that bit. i have no idea how the rest of the song goes but i know that bit so well and i love that tiny little segment of song i'm um i've decided i'm gonna watch that with my oldest son and Ooh. uh be that we his um is that me in- introduction to um jim carrey so am, am i the oldest son no <laughs> You can come watch, come watch it with us, if you don't okay. mind. Um, he talks a lot through, through during movies, so you probably not. Am I allowed to shush him? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I do all the time. Oh, last night we tried to watch... Um, so we just watched Alien vs. Predator. He's like... Because he, he shut that one off halfway through because he was a bit scared. He's like, no, nah, I reckon we can finish it because he just watched Prey. We just went, we'd, been do, we'd been doing The Predators. Um, I'm a good dad. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Uh, I said, oh, Aliens is the best Aliens, though. So he's like, oh, okay, let's watch that. And we watched it, and it got to about 10 minutes in, and there's a bit where Ripley's having a dream, and she dreams that an alien's gonna, about to come out of her chest, and you don't see any blood, but you see like the skin moving. And he's like, oh. I said, you are all right? And he's like, yeah, that was full on. I was like, it, it gets worse. He's like, oh, maybe we should turn this off. I'm like, okay. 
Let's leave it for a few more months. And I was like, I was so proud of him to like go. Because I remember back when, when I was a kid, I'd be like, no, no, man, this is fine. <laughs> I'll, I won't be I'll traumatized, keep, keep it going. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, and I, there were so many times I watched stuff at people's places that I'm like, I don't want to watch. But like, and then I got nightmares and stuff from him. And he's just like, no, I don't want to watch this. Can we shut this off? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Let's go watch Uncharted with uh, Mark, Ball- Mark Wahlberg instead. <laughs> uh. Wasn't bad. Um... Wasn't good, but wasn't bad. So, are you? Uh, uh, my... Are you ready? Yep. Ready. Are you ready? Yeah. How how do you pick a top film and a top album here? I'm very curious. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. See, I don't want to. I, I don't ready. think I can. Get... Tell me what yours are, because I don't. I, I was gonna say unplugged, but I feel that's obvious, and maybe like too obvious. Like, because I can't pick Vitology because we don't usually do the ones that we've already done a thing on. Um, well, I it would be unplugged for me if over Vitology anyway. Um, oh, okay, yep. Like, I have nothing particularly against Vitology except for stupid mop. Um, <laughs> it's just having listened to it more and the little track by track we did, it's not as a complete an album to me. Yeah. Whereas Unplugged, uh, I don't know what's bad about it. The only thing that upsets me is when he says, cover your hair with your eyes. <laughs> Taking out the two obvious ones. Yep. It's probably going to be uh, my baby Tina. I reckon I'll be the same, hey? Yeah. Oh, obviously, like, Dumb and Dumber soundtrack would also be a, a given, like, Nirvana... Pearl Jam, Dumb and Dumber, your uh, top maybe three. I'll do, but... Maybe I'll do TLC. Close. It, it's up there. Look, you, 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 do, you do Tina, I'll do TLC. Okay. Um, I For movie, whew, mm. um, I think I'm going to go with Heavenly Creatures. Of course you will. What else are you going to pick? It was that between that and the war. Oh, yeah. I do want to say, when well, we, we, uh, I mean, we always do this at the end too, like we never sort of address the films we didn't really talk about, but like I wanted to watch the, the Page Master, but it wasn't on anything. And um, we watched it a couple of years ago and it wasn't bad. It was um, Joe Johnson who would go on to do a bunch of, um, he did the Rocketeer and stuff. I don't know, he, he had done the Rocketeer. Um, and... I was interested to watch Low Down Dirty Shame. I think it was Marlon Wayne's. Yeah, same with that. And I also wanted to watch Love in a 45 because I always remember the front cover of that in the thriller aisle of uh, of Blockbuster. But um, again, it's just like, you know, I haven't got the money to spend $4 on every one of these things. It's just, they're hard to find. I, w- I wish for like, I mean, I know the the Apple and uh, Amazon libraries in America are huge um, and would have all these films on like, you know, either streaming or like cheaper, but you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for Heavenly Creatures. I'm sorry to say, I think it's Interview with the Vampire, the Vampire Chronicles. <laughs> I, it, didn't, it didn't bore me. I, I should have been bored. Um, I think for me, it's just a different take on vampire films. It's usually... No, it's not. It's the exact same take that they all do. It's all just fancy, fancy vampires. Fancy fires. It, like, it's fancy, but I don't often, pre-1900s, usually bores me excessively like i'm not 
Unless it's the prestige. You see you see a cobblestone, you're like, ugh. Yeah. I, <laughs> if we're pre, like, 1940, I don't want to know. <laughs> but, like you said, Tom Cruise is really good. Brad Pitt's pretty good. Yeah. Christian Slater, by the way, is not a very good person. Um, but... What do you mean? In real life or in the movie? Yeah. Um, having said that, let's make it the war because Kevin Costner's nice and Elijah Wood's just great in everything he does. Oh, really? And the, those girls are... You can have an interview with a vampire. You can have an interview with a vampire. That's fine. No, I don't want to. Okay. Is it good? Because uh, I enjoy it? their pro-homoeroticism. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, nah. Let, let's, Look, let's give it to the war. Looking at this list before I watched any of them, I would have said like Leon for sure would have been my, my pick. Yeah, it was just like I yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's November '94 and nearly the end of our season. Um, next week we've got our second part of our Simpsons uh, um, chronicles, going through um, each episode and finding our top one. We might even then combine. I mean, we, like we'll we'll pick the top winners of our part one and part two, and then like maybe just pick one all time winner. I don't know. Oof. Um, Already picked one. <laughs> It's, it's stampy, I know. <laughs> um, uh, so if you want to get in contact with us, it's uh, living the past. The if you want to get in contact with us, it's living the past at pod at gmail dot com. Um, we also check out our Instagram. Um, where I've got notes here that I will put stuff on at this this time. Uh, check out our other podcast. Do you think I'm spooky? Where we talk about the X Files two episodes at a time. Uh, check us out on Spotify and Apple and leave reviews. Go to Podchaser, leave a review there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, leave us a... Spotify lets you five star now, five stars. They don't let you do less than five stars, so just leave five stars. Yeah, just leave five stars. We're five stars. Yeah. I think Thanks. we are. Um, okay, well then, let's... I guess let's, that's it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, you know, tee up some Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I'm going to go drive past the Sorrento Hotel on Anzac Highway and listen to Tina Arena. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. I'll see everyone later. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.com. .bandcamp.com Rebecca Sheedy she does our artwork you can check out her stuff on Instagram at mild scribbling send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram you can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season you can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching living in the past podcast and then the month that you want to check out want to help us grow the show Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbor, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back, and relax. Thanks.